Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 3rd of September 2022. This is Andrew and your other readers are Jane and Mary. The editor this week is also the multi-talented and multitasking Mary and we are members of Team 4. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are strike dates, bus workers announce days for strike action and two-day walkout over a real terms pay cut and also Tudor's boss vows changes. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, my name is Jane. We begin with a final reminder for the AGM this weekend. The Decorum Talking Newspaper's annual general meeting is booked for 2 o'clock Saturday 3rd September at the Adyfield Community Centre in Queen's Square, HP2 4EW. The local mayors will be attending and a nice tea will be provided. We are also planning an interesting quiz for you. We will organise a minibus to get you there and home again, but you must ring the secretary on 217-918 to book a place, leaving your name, address and telephone number. It will be a good opportunity to meet other listeners and the many members of the DTN team of volunteers. We look forward to seeing you there. Hello, my name is Mary. Around 900 workers at German-owned bus giant Arriva are to strike over a real-terms pay cut. The dates have been announced for Arriva bus strikes at depots including Hemel Hempstead, Milton Keynes, Aylesbury and Luton, which will impact services across Bucks, Beds and Hearts. And further strike action has been threatened. Bus company Arriva, which has paid £560 million from its UK operations to owner Deutsche Bahn since 2012 will strike from 3am on Monday, September 5th to 2.59am on Wednesday, September 7th. More strikes will be scheduled if the dispute is not resolved. It has been confirmed. Ariba is offering drivers, admin staff, engineers, cleaners and shunters Pay rises of between 4% and 6%, with the real rate of inflation, the RPI, running at 12.3%, it is claimed this represents a pay cut in real terms. Unite General Secretary Sharon Graham said, Arriva and Deutsche Bahn have funneled money made by these workers out of the country for years. It is abundantly clear they can afford to pay a decent increase. Instead... And during the worst cost of living crisis for decades, they're asking them to take a real terms pay cut. Unite will not accept attacks on our members' jobs, pay and conditions. And the Arriva workforce will receive Unite's total support until Arriva comes back with an acceptable offer. And to continue that item, a further contention in the dispute is that the pay offer for drivers is tied to a reduction of 16.6% in overtime rates. It is claimed the company also wants to end paid time for compulsory duties outside of driving, such as travelling to a bus stop or to pick up a bus mid-route. Strike action will be taken by staff at Arriva's depots in Luton, Aylesbury, (coughs) High Wycombe, Milton Keynes, Ware, Stevenage and Hemel Hempstead. 
They would severely impact bus services within, to and from Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire. Unite Regional Officer Jeff Hodge said, Our members are striking as a last resort because Arriva is refusing to offer a reasonable pay rise, despite being more than able to afford to. The company is responsible for the severe disruption these strikes will cause. We urge them to return with an offer our members can accept to end this dispute as soon as possible. Schools are being given the chance to get their hands on two brand new bikes, courtesy of a Hemel Hempstead business campus. Breakspear Park is offering two schools the chance to receive the adolescent bikes as part of its community outreach campaign for Bike to School Week, which runs to the 1st of October. As well as asking staff that work at Breakspear Park to nominate a school of their choice, the organisers also want to hear your suggestions. Dina Mystery, Marketing Manager at Breakspear Park, said, At Breakspear Park, we always encourage employees to cycle to work when possible and provide a first-class bike facility on site. We believe cycling can truly result in a healthier, more productive workforce. Combine this with our desire to support the local community, as well as our environmental or sustainability initiatives, it made perfect sense to help children take part in the UK's Bike to School Week campaign. As we are aware that most children who bike to school independently tend to be of secondary school age, we have purchased two new adolescent bikes suitable for children aged between 12 and 16 years old. We will be donating both bikes to one local secondary school. The school can then determine whether they would like to gift the bikes to pupils of their choice or even loan the bikes to different students. To nominate a school you would like Breakspear Park to donate the bikes to, email Dina, that's D for Delta, I for Indigo, N for November, A for Alpha, dot mystery, that's M for Mike, I for Indigo, S for Sierra, T for Tango, R for Romeo, Y for Yankee, at breakspear-park.co.uk. The deadline for nominations is Friday, September 16th. A coach company in Tring has announced that it has been at, that it has made it to the final of the prestigious award. The 2022 Route 1 Awards recognise the most outstanding operators and people in the coach and bus industry, and Mason's Minibus and Coach Hire has been shortlisted in multiple categories this year. Mason's, which is owned and run by a family in Tring, has been serving communities in and around Aylesbury, Tring and Milton Keynes for over 30 years and were faced with difficulty when the pandemic swept the world. The company has been, has been announced as a finalist for Medium Coach Operator of the Year, Manager of the Year and the Above and Beyond Award. A spokesperson from Mason's Minibus and Coach Hire said, We are absolutely delighted to reach the finals of this prestigious industry award. After a turbulent two years, it is wonderful to be recognised for the efforts Mason's has gone to as a business to survive the, pan the pandemic. It continued, We are particularly proud of Candice, who went to great lengths to raise the profile of the business and the whole of the coach industry, 
campaigning to raise awareness of the industry and to make the government see what a value we are to our local communities. To be recognised for her hard work is just wonderful. The winners will be announced at an event in Birmingham in November. Event director Helen Conway said, It is a huge achievement to be shortlisted and we wish all our finalists the best of luck. A 14-year-old from Gadebridge, Hemel Hempstead, has made his international sporting debut in Denmark after he was selected to represent Team GB at the International Water Ski and Wakeboard Federation European and African Championships. Samuel Bradbury, who goes to Laureate Academy, has been wakeboarding since he was nine and has been training hard up to five times a week ahead of the competition. He travelled to Thai Cable Park in Tisted, northwest Denmark, this week and is part of a 23-person team from across the UK, led by their captain, Dale Crossley. Samuel splits his time training between Box End Park in Bedford and Liquid Leisure in Windsor. His preferred style of the sport is cable wakeboarding, in which riders use a cable tow and perform tricks over obstacles or features at a specially designed wake park. They're scored on the difficulty and variety of their tricks and how well they perform. His dad, John, said, Samuel is super stoked and proud to represent his country. And as parents, we're really proud of all the hard work and effort he has done to get where he is. He added, wakeboarding is a non-funded team GB sport, so in any support from any potential sponsors is always welcome. Samuel has also been selected to compete in world championships in Thailand in October and November. In the future, Samuel hopes to pursue a career in sports as he enjoys football and rugby outside his passion for wakeboarding. New BBC <clears throat> New BBC drama filmed in Hemel Hempstead. The old town is a great place to stop off for lunch, just like Nicola Walker's character during episode two of Marriage. The new BBC One drama was shot at various locations in Hemel Hempstead. Filming is becoming increasingly popular in decorum due to our proximity to world-class filming studios and to London. According to Creative England, revenue from film days all over the borough last year was estimated at over 5 million, and a high percentage of that filters back into the local economy. Bellway Homes donated their filming fee from marriage to two local charities, with £500 each going to Hearts, Young Homeless and Emmaus, Hertfordshire, providing extra benefits for our community. A food bank for people and pets is hoping to expand into Hemel Hempstead as it tries to keep up with the surge in demand for its services. Pets in Need Hearts, a food bank and rehoming organisation, has installed dump bins for residents to donate human and dog and cat food elsewhere in Hertfordshire, but is, wait, but is wanting to establish sites in decorum. A spokesperson for Pets in Need Hearts said, We've had a few families in Hemel ask us for help and we just don't have enough donations to go around. Hence why we need more public support and raising awareness of who we are and what we do. They added, The more drop-off locations we have set up, the more people can help and the more we can spread awareness of our cause. There are currently donation points in Radlett, Cold Green and St Albans. 
the organisation has secured dump bins in locations and businesses such as convenience shops and local vets. Pets in Need, Hearts, added, We are keen to gain new volunteers and much-needed donations, grants and funds for a new work van and storage unit. It added, We have locations set up already, but we need some more in each area. If you can help Pets in Need Hearts to provide dump bins to give essential items to animals and humans, please get in touch via email at pinhearts at mail.com. 30 children aged 10 to 14 have finished their summer theatre camp with a performance of A Midsummer's Night's Dream in Berkhamsted after spending a week in the countryside. Hudnell Park, which is just six miles from the town, played host to the youngsters who were able to explore the 85 acres of parkland and woods. Victoria Williams, one half of the husband and wife team who run Gobstoppers, said, We had a night walk in the woods where we heard an owl screeching to protect her young and we used a special detector to listen to the bats navigating around us. The group had an open mic talent night and a quiz set by the children. Victoria explained, the children could only use their mobile phones for an hour in the evening, so they actually talked to each other and listened to each other, and we saw friendships forming and children bonding. Internationally renowned theatre maker Michael Corbridge, who works with the Royal Shakespeare Company, helped the youngsters make the most of the surroundings and themselves. The performers used the natural setting to put on Shakespeare's comedy, which happens to be set in a forest. Gobstoppers put on a production for families and friends in a clearing in the woods. The Aldi has announced that it is looking to hire 70 store colleagues in Hertfordshire between now and the end of the year. The UK's fifth largest supermarket is asking people in decorum to apply for over 20 positions it has available as it looks to fill roles across the county. Aldi's vacancies include both full-time and part-time positions, such as store assistant and stock assistant, up to deputy manager. There are also management apprenticeship opportunities at Aldi stores on Maylands, Redbourne Road and London Road. The recruitment push forms part of Aldi's nationwide expansion drive, with the supermarket on track to create 2,000 permanent new roles across the UK this year. Kelly Stokes, Recruitment Director at Aldi UK, said, As we continue to grow and make Aldi accessible to even more shoppers, we need more amazing colleagues across the country to help make that possible. Decorum Borough Council becomes the first authority in the county to use purpose-built homes to tackle homelessness. House builder The Hill Group handed over the keys for eight solo house homes to the council on Tuesday, August 16th. The residents and new modular homes at Hampton Close in Hemel Hempstead will be supported by DENS. Councillor Alan Anderson, Decorum Borough Council portfolio holder for place, said, having a safe, comfortable, independent space is vital to helping those who have experienced homelessness to rebuild their lives and make the transition into a more stable accommodation. He added, these solo house units provide us with a complete solution to supporting people who find themselves in this position and will make a real difference in our efforts to tackle homelessness in the borough. Rory Lowing, solo house project manager of the Hill Group, joined Councillor Allen 
Anderson from Decorum Borough Council and Wendy Lewing from Dens Charity for the official handover of the homes. One of the turnkey homes has been gifted by Hill, with the other seven funded by the council and a government grant. Decorum Borough Council also received support from BPM Project Management Limited and Arcus Consultants on the job. And to conclude that item, management of the homes will be done by a partnership between the council and DENS. The charity has a track record of supporting decorum residents to realise their aspirations for housing, skills development, employment and education. Wendy Lewington, CEO at DENS, said, These smart modular homes will enable us to support even more people facing homelessness in decorum. DEN staff will be providing tailored advice and training to the residents so they can develop the skills, confidence and resilience to help rebuild their lives and take the next step into independent living. Andy Hill, Chief Executive at the Hill Group, said, We are pleased to be working with Decorum Borough Council to supply the first purpose-built modular homes in Hemel Hempstead. We designed Solo House to aid vulnerable individuals with nowhere to call home and I'm confident that this scheme will have an incredibly positive impact on many decorum residents, helping them to turn their lives around. Two scout volunteers from Hemel Hempstead have been selected to represent the UK at the World Scout Jamboree in Korea next year. Frank Mornington, 72, and Michelle Woodall, 54, will play a key role in delivering skills for life at the largest scout jamboree to be held in South Korea in 2023. Frank and Michelle are two out of 950 adult volunteers who will help deliver next year's World Scout Jamboree, which will see 50,000 young people come together for a skills, cultural and adventure festival. Between now and July 2023, they will be supporting their local unit of young people that are attending the World Scout Jamboree. They will help their scouts to draw their dream, which includes spending time on personal development and using their journey to Korea to inspire others in the local area. Frank said, I'm a retired accountant, so volunteering at the World Scout Jamboree in South Korea will be very different. In 2015, I volunteered at a scout event in Japan and it was great fun. He added, I can't wait to meet new friends and work as part of an international team. Michelle said, all four of my sons have been through the Beavers, Cubs and Scouts and I wanted to give back to all the leaders that gave their time to my sons. She added, also getting great feedback from parents when a young person leaves my section fills me with great pride and joy and I feel that all the hard work was worth it. I also do scouting as I am passionate about seeing the young people develop and gain confidence. Bear Grills, who is the UK's chief scout, said, Congratulations to Frank and Michelle and all the other adult volunteers who have been selected to support this adventure. World Scout Jamborees only happen every four years and tens of thousands of scouts from across the world attend each one. Bear added, Young people could not take part in these life-changing events without the support of adult volunteers like Frank and Michelle. 
There are many articles you can read about the many benefits of volunteering, but at Citizens Advice Decorum, they have the evidence of these in their centre. Sandra, one of their 58 volunteers, has just celebrated her 80th birthday and states that she is has absolutely no intention of giving up as long as she is able to volunteer and is needed. She has volunteered with Citizens Advice Decorum for 20 years and brings to the centre a wealth of skills and experience in supporting clients in applying for disability benefits and appealing welfare benefit decisions across a variety of projects and locations in decorum to ensure the most vulnerable members of our community can access the support that makes such a difference to their lives. When asked about why she volunteers, Sandra said that she honestly believes that helping others has a positive impact on her health and well-being as does the social engagement with other volunteers and the friendly Citizens Advice Decorum staff team. In fact, volunteering has provided her with more satisfaction than she achieved in her working life. Last year, Citizens Advice Decorum supported 7,348 people with 24,369 problems. With the current cost of living crisis, the need for the support of Citizens Advice Decorum in the community is increasing, creating a need for volunteers to join their team. They are currently recruiting for a variety of roles. For more information, call 247209. Email volunteering at communityactiondecorum.org.uk or visit decorumcab.org.uk And now this week in history. On August the 31st, 1908, at the age of 60 and after a career spanning 43 years, W.G. Grace retired from first-class cricket. He scored 54,896 runs, took 2,879 wickets and held 871 catches. On this day last year, first-class airline-style pods in A&E departments, gardens between wards and starfish-shaped hubs were among the innovative proposals which could help inform the design of new hospitals. On September the 1st, 1971, the British penny and the threepenny piece coins ceased to be legal tender. On September the 2nd, 1945, the formal Japanese surrender to the Allies was signed on board the American battleship USS Missouri. On this day last year, the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, RNLI, named a new lifeboat in honour of the Duke of Edinburgh. On September the 3rd, 1962, the Trans-Canada Highway, 4,800 miles from St John's, Newfoundland, to Victoria, British Columbia, was opened. On this day last year, four million doses of the Pfizer jab were to be sent from the UK to Australia as part of a COVID-19 vaccine deal. On September the 4th, 1939, the British liner Athenia was sunk by a German U-boat, the first sinking of its kind, off the coast of Ireland. And finally, on September the 5th, 1963, Christine Keeler, one of the girls at the centre of the Profumo scandal, was arrested and charged with perjury. Roll Dahl Day is on September 13th. How to celebrate? 
Children's writer Roald Dahl was born on September 13th, 1916, and the anniversary of his birth is now a national special day on which we celebrate his work. So, how best to celebrate Roald Dahl Day? Reread your favourite book. Has it been a while since you read your favourite Dahl novel? Dust it off and immerse yourself in one of his fantasy worlds or find a new favourite. Watch your favourite movie adaptation. Dahl's books have been adapted into dozens of popular movies. Find your favourite adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Fantastic Mr Fox, Matilda, The BFG or other Dahl novels and have a movie night with the whole family. With mounting pressure on people due to the cost of living and inflation, this can have an impact on mental health. We mark World Suicide Prevention Day, which takes place on the 10th of September 2022, by speaking to the Samaritans, the UK's suicide prevention charity. This year, it wants to encourage personal conversations if someone is worried about a person they know, The charity is keen to bust the myth that by asking someone if they're feeling suicidal, it will make things worse. In fact, an open conversation can open the door to letting someone know they can turn to family, a friend, or a 24-7 helpline like Samaritans. Samaritans share some amazing supporter stories and explores how reaching out could save a life. Samaritan's listening volunteer Andy Baines-Vosper, who's 49, found he was struggling to cope and experienced a breakdown a few years ago while trying to hold down his demanding job where he found he was expected to be working around the clock seven days a week. Andy explains, I worked in an industry that was full-on and all-consuming. I was regularly putting in the hours in the evenings and weekends in addition to the nine-to-five. I experienced anxiety and depression and that led to a breakdown. My sleep was affected and I found I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. I was in such a hopeless place. A turning point was when I realised I could lose my family and myself. I thought I had two choices... I could do something about it, or I'd keep feeling the way I was and get worse. I knew deep down there was still hope, and I could change things for myself. I began having more honest conversations at home and took time off work. A combination of these things started to change things for me. I received counselling, medication, and took time off work to recover. Having been in that dark place, I can speak from experience and say it's okay to ask someone if they're having suicidal thoughts. It can give them permission to open up. If you're worried about someone, try asking directly. It could save a life. And to finish that story, Shilpa Shah is a branch director volunteering for Samaritan's Waltham Forest branch. Shilpa wanted to help her local community and that led her to volunteer. I haven't personally been affected by suicide, Shilpa said. For me, it was simply about helping others, and I could see the impact I would have on helping others by being a volunteer at Samaritans. We aren't a specialist service that only work with people with addiction or in crisis. We're there for everyone. Nowadays, people are busier than ever before, and loneliness is increasing. Anyone can turn to Samaritans, and no one else needs to know about it. It feels as though the stigma is decreasing when it comes to openly talking about mental health, but there is still some way to go. 
Calling Samaritans is also extremely helpful when someone doesn't want to burden family or friends. Samaritans is here for you. It's so important that you reach out if you think you're struggling. Sometimes people think that we are just for people at crisis points who are suicidal. We want to be there for those people before it gets to that point. The charity is there for anyone who needs to talk, day or night, 365 days a year. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, letters to the editor and any more news. The information slot. We have an invitation from the Tring School of Performing Arts for an event on Friday 30th of September from 3 until 5pm. They are sending a minibus to collect and return us, from, which means the secretary will need to know if you are going to join us and would like a lift. We will all need to meet at the Gaybridge Park and Ride at 2.15pm to park the vehicles and transfer to the minibus. Those from Berkhamsted and Potten End will probably want to drive straight there. This is a lovely opportunity to see some young, talented stars of the future. Book your seat by calling the secretary on 217-918. Free computer clinics for the visually impaired. The Decorum Talking newspaper organises computer clinics for the sight impaired at the South Hill Centre, Cemetery Hill in Hemel Hempstead, HP1. 1JF. If you have issues with your computer or smartphone or tablet, bring it along to us on a Friday from 9 to 10.30 a.m. and we'll do what we can to help. An expert is always on hand. It's an informal group of a few people who are visually impaired. Come along and join us, even if just for a chat. For further information, please contact 217918 or email secretary at dtnhemel.org.uk. September is upon us, but there is still time to book a break at Windermere Manor. They have got rooms available from just £160 per room per night, including breakfast. Bookings can be amended or cancelled up to three days in advance of arrival. Call 01539 double four five eight o one or email enquiries at wmanorhotel.com. Alternatively consider a festive break. The offer is for festive breaks at the Clifton Hotel, Tainmouth, Devon. The ever popular Christmas, Twixmas and New Year breaks are now available to book. Combining accommodation at the Clifton with dinner, breakfast entertainment on two evenings and more. The breaks start on 23rd December for four nights from £490 per person and for three nights from 27th December from £280 per person. These breaks are exclusively available to book direct by phone on 01626 770052. There is only one obituary in the Gazette this week for Charles Sullivan of Pointers Hill, Leverstock Green, who died at home aged 101. May he rest in peace. A trustee noticed this week for Patricia Ann Martin, otherwise known as Patricia Ann Barraclough, deceased. 
Any persons having a claim against or interest in the estate of the above-named, late of 15 Birch Place, Kings Road, Berkhamsted, who died on the 17th of November 2021, are requested to send written particulars to Myerson Solicitors, LLP, Grosvenor House, 20 Barrington Road, Altrincham, Cheshire, WA 14 1HB, by the 1st of November 2022. What's on? For those who receive the news online, it is National Cinema Day on September 3rd, and all films, all day, all formats, cost just £3. Booking fees apply. Films at the cinema this week include Tad, The Lost Explorer and the Curse of the Mummy, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, It Snows in Benidorm, Spider-Man, No Way Home, The Forgiven, 3,000 Years of Longing, Beast, Fisherman's Friend, One and All, Nope, Bullet Train, Where the Crawdads Sing, Top Gun, Maverick. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Local comedy. Screaming Blue Murder, or SBM to its friends, is the Old Town Hall's resident monthly comedy club. This season sees the return of some old favourites, plus some rising stars on the comedy scene. Don't miss out and treat yourself to an uplifting start to the week. Early booking is advised. And the first event is on Monday 19th of September at 8pm. The act is Russell Hicks and Sarah Callahan. The compare, Bennett Aaron. The price is £10, the duration 90 minutes approximately, plus an interval, and the age guidance 18+. plus. For tickets, phone 228091 or OTH box office at decorum.gov.uk. And the Old Town Hall also presents These Hills Are Ours by Daniel Bai and Boff Wally on Wednesday the 28th of September at 8pm. In story and in song, These Hills Are Ours is about escaping it all by running to wild places, escaping the city, escaping your past, escaping the restrictions of upbringing or class or politics. It's a celebration of wild places and our freedom to roam them. The cost is £15, £13 for concession, £12 for under-18s or £12 with a decorum card. It lasts 90 minutes and the age guidance is 12+. plus. For tickets, phone 228091 or email othboxoffice, that's all one word, at decorum.gov.uk. Some dates at the Court Theatre, Tring. Comedian Sean Walsh in Back from the Bed on Saturday, 17th September at 8pm. Price from £16 and tickets from courttheatre.co.uk. The Dung Beatles Love Me Do 60th Anniversary Cavern Special on Friday, 23rd September at 8pm. Price from £15 and tickets from courttheatre.co.uk. The Pepper Show 2022 on Tuesday 11th October until Saturday 15th October. 
price from £15, tickets direct from the littleboxoffice.com. Now for Berkhamsted Jazz at the Berkhamsted Civic Centre. Dixie Mix. Dixieland Jazz from a well-established touring sextet, backed by popular demand. The date, it'll be on September 10th, from 8pm till 10.30. Price from £9 for students or juniors, and up to £18 for non-members. Next is the Peter Long Quintet, a swinging jazz made famous by the legendary Benny Goodman Quintet in the 1940s and 50s. The date, it's on October 22nd. Time, from 8 o'clock until 10.30. Price, £9, up to £18. It's on October 1st at 8pm till 10.30 and the price is from £9 up to £18 for non-members. The next event is Howard Alden, a jazz guitarist from the USA, one of the world's leading jazz guitarists who leads a trio performing a mixture of standards and originals. The date, it's on October the 22nd. The time, 8pm to 10.30. And the price, again, from £9 up to £18. Tickets are available on the door, but it is safer to book in advance. Online at bjazz.org or email at bjazztickets at gmail.com or telephone 824173. And finally, in what's on a future date for your diary, comedy with Griff Rees-Jones on Wednesday the 9th of November at 8pm at the Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead. Join the star of Not the Nine O'Clock News, Smith & Jones and Three Men in a Boat as he returns to the stage with an evening of stories, anecdotes, reminiscences and outright lies, all in the name of comedy. Now, please note this is a work-in-progress show. The age suitability is 16+. plus. It runs for about 90 minutes plus an interval and tickets are £14 as a standard price and £12 with a decorum card. Tickets are on sale from the 30th of August, so they're on sale already. Phone 228091 or email othboxoffice at decorum.gov.uk. This week, there are no letters for the editor. And now a message from Decorum Borough Council. The fashion industry is responsible for 10% of global carbon emissions. This means that clothes are contributing to climate change more than air and sea travel combined. In the UK, we buy more clothes than any other country in Europe. The trend for fast fashion has resulted in more than half of items bought being thrown away in less than a year. Around £140 million worth of clothes goes in our general waste bins in the UK every year. That's around 350,000 tonnes. Disposing of these clothes and textiles costs the UK around £82 million each year. Globally, less than 1% of the material used to produce clothing is recycled back into new clothing. Around 12% is recycled into other products such as insulation or mattress stuffing. 
We want to encourage residents to love their clothes and give them as much life as possible before ensuring that they are recycled and not sent into landfill. If you do need to buy something, try and get it second-hand rather than new. There are many charity shops in Decorum, as well as some great pre-loved and vintage shops. And to continue that piece, clothes swaps are a great way to refresh your wardrobe with no cost to you or the environment. We normally host sustainable clothes swap events every spring and autumn. Taking part is simple. Bring along your unwanted good quality items of clothing, 10 items maximum, during the designated drop-off time, and then return during any of the swap times to pick up some new items. However many good quality items you brought in is the amount that you're allowed to take away with you. And the next event is on Sunday the 25th of December at Berkhamsted Civic Centre. Drop-off time is from 11 in the morning to midday. There's a sewing demo from half past midday to one o'clock and the swap time is from one o'clock to two o'clock in the afternoon. This event is the first one we've run in Berkhamsted and is in collaboration with the local charity Open Door. We'll be joined by sewing teachers from Open Door's Make and Mend workshops, partly funded by Decorum's Green Grant Scheme, who will be on hand to answer your questions, demonstrate techniques and show examples of upcycled items. You can email us at recycle at decorum.gov.uk to be added to the clothes swap mailing list. Hertfordshire County Council announced some bus travel news. The Interlink Enhanced Partnership has launched its first bus passenger charter, a bus passenger charter made with and for bus users. As part of the Department for Transport's guidelines for any authority publishing a bus service improvement plan, the implementation of a bus passenger charter is required. The Interlink Bus Passenger Charter sets out the commitment made between Hertfordshire County Council, bus operators and the passengers they serve to try and ensure certain standards are met for each journey. The Interlink Bus Passenger Charter states, We will make improvements to bus services and planning. We will make improvements to fares and ticketing. We will improve passenger engagement. We will improve passenger satisfaction through providing clear and simple feedback channels. If you want to tell us something, please contact us below on our website, hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash bus feedback or write to free post interlink. In return, we ask for passengers to promise to be courteous to the driver and other passengers dispose of litter in the correct fashion, cause no physical damage to bus stops and buses, adhere to bus drivers' requests and instructions, and refrain from distracting the driver when the bus is in motion. And now, some local football news. Hemel Hempstead town boss, Mark Jones, has vowed to make big changes to his squad this week after two more National League South defeats over the bank holiday weekend. Jones admitted some of his summer signings were not good enough and need to move on after a fourth defeat in a row, losing 4-0 at Dover on Saturday and 2-0 at home to Dartford on Monday. Players aren't performing. 
I've got to do something about it. We are not prepared to just continue like this, he said. So it's going to be a lot of hard work for me this week to try to bring players into the club and potentially move people on. That is what I'm going to do. It's not good enough to lose four games on the trot. No matter what manager you are or wherever you are, you're always going to be under pressure with that type of record. And although there are some positive signs today, particularly in the first half, we still haven't done enough. And a reminder for those interested in sports news, on Saturday afternoon, Three Counties Radio broadcasts on FM 103.8, Heart Radio are on FM 97.6 and Talk Sport are on Medium Wave 1089. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this week are 0617 and 1946. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, please remove your Memory Stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Turn the label over and post it back to us at the Adifield Community Centre, the Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP2 4EW, using any Royal Mail postbox. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you at the AGM this coming Saturday. Until next time, it is goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Joe, your technician for this week. <laughs>